There we go. So we can. Sorry about that, guys. We had some uh, some things pop up, but we're back at it. So, Zach, I know you mentioned that you wanted to do. You wanted to. I guess we were talking about uh, public policy and how you worked at the polls. And um, aside from from that, did you ever? Did you see like a big difference in you working there as far as the uh, the demographic, like? really increase and really go out there to vote? Yes, so, um, well, first, uh, I am a Middle Eastern male with black hair, uh, brown eyes. Uh, behind me is a yellow wall with a picture of a painting by Keith Haring, and I am wearing a gray short sleeve shirt. So to answer your question, um, actually, I'm sorry if you could if you could repeat that. <laughs> it's okay. So I know you mentioned you were working at the polls and helping people, you know, get out there, register to vote, and to really voice out their voice, their opinions, which obviously matters. Uh, do you see like a difference in like the turnout, uh, demographic wise, as far as uh, persons with disabilities? Yes, so turnout has been steadily increasing among the disability community uh, during elections in both odd and even even years. And I say that because historically odd numbered election odd odd numbered year elections uh, have always experienced low turnout because that's usually when state and local elections are held and federal elections are held during uh, even numbered years, but we've seen a steady increase in both odd and even year elections, uh, just because people are starting to really see that the disability community is making an impact, not just in elections and voting, but in overall culture. So in transportation, in healthcare. So accessibility is kind of the new, the new, uh, trend almost among among the public now. Um, you hear a lot of talk about making subway stations accessible and the MTA making them accessible. You hear a lot of talk about uh, the intersectionality between healthcare and uh, disabilities, education and disabilities. So I think we're seeing not only an increase in, in turnout, but an increase in cultural awareness in terms of the disability yes. community as well. Yeah, that's uh that's that's fantastic. And we, we need more of that. And you know, much much like yourself, I've always been involved in the community myself as far as accessibility, whether whether we're going into like buildings or or just um everyday uh daily daily living, you know, access to, to uh fitness centers or you know, I'm even I even I live in Florida, so in Florida in Orlando, they don't have a, you know, they don't have a day recognizing cerebral palsy. So one day, uh, out of the blue, I was working at a summer camp because I work with I work with students, and my commissioner comes in, and he recognizes me from previous years, uh, that we were working at events together, and he said, "How are you doing?" So I said, "Yeah, I'm all right." And he he sat down with me and he started talking to me about his mom and how his mom has cerebral palsy, and I'm like, "Why don't we?" why don't we come up with a day, you know, a proclamation to uh, proclaim 
uh, World CP Day as a part of Orlando. He and he's like, you know, I'd like a person like you on my team because after hearing your your story and what you had to share, you have a strong voice that I can use on my team as far as really reaching out to the disability community. So we've been working together for the last year doing different projects. Yeah, and um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned fitness and working out, and that brings me to what I'm currently doing, which is I'm uh, I uh, am am rock climbing. I've been doing it for a month, and I've always wanted to do it. And I actually met somebody uh, while working the polls on election day in June, who uh, works it. Um, a center in Queens called the Cliffs. And they have a group called paraclimbers. So it's climbers with disabilities who don't just climb at the cliffs, but do it professionally and, you know, enter competitions and win all sorts of tournaments. So I've really connected with a with a really powerful and a really open community. Um, and I was never, I was never athletic. I love sports. You know, I love basketball, baseball, and football, but I never really did anything athletic. And this is really my, my first dip into doing anything, doing anything of that, of that ilk. And I've been doing it for a month now. And um, I've really progressed. You know, I've never realized how much strength I actually had in my upper and lower body until I started, until I started doing it. So I'm just going to keep coming back every week and, and getting better. Hey, once you find something that you, you enjoy and you're excelling at, there's no stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what... And it gives me a, a hobby, you know, because I'm, you know, I love politics and politics and advocacy are my passion, but I've got, I've got this on the side now. Um, you know, I, I, I cook. Um, so I have, you know, I have things that I do on the side. So I have a pretty balanced, I have a pretty balanced life. And it's just, it feels really good to, to discover another community who's like me, but who's also different in the fact that they do athletic things, you know, things that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't normally uh, discuss when it comes to people with disabilities. And I know that's unfortunate to say, but um, aside from aside from the the Special Olympics, I personally still don't hear much about a connection between people with disabilities and sports. So this is, um, you know, th this to me, this is it's great and it's really progressive. And I also want to give a shout out to your colleague, uh, your colleague Nicole, for uh, linking us because I know she had tried to sign a petition or start a petition rather to have the Empire State Building lit, lit up green for World CP Day. So I just want to give a shout out to her for, for um, linking us and having this discussion. Hey, it's, it's, been, it's been, a, been a wonderful discussion and it seems like you're really uh, excelling at everything you're, you're pursuing. And I hope it, I hope it, um, I hope you don't, you don't change. And I hope you keep the personality that you have now. And it's very uh, admirable and, you know, it's, it's wonderful to hear. It's a breath of fresh air. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, my friends always say that I'm stubborn, but I think that stubbornness is finally starting to pay off. <laughs> I think I think uh, the stubbornness really hits us all because I, I can be stubborn at times, especially when it comes to dealing with the uh, cerebral palsy, you know, uh, you know, when you have to wear certain equipment and you don't wear it, but you realize it's it's helpful for you. Like I wear AFOs to walk. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. So, and then I've, I've been learning how to embrace them and work out with them on because yeah. they, they help out more than you um, when you work out without them. Because when you work out without them, you're doing more harm than, than good See, you know, for your now, body. I, I'm going to disagree because I actually climbed without them and I've worked out without them. And I feel like I'm actually developing more muscles in my legs than I have before um i think it i think the afos while they're good for mobility they can sometimes put constraint um on areas that that need to grow and need to breathe so you know having them on is is good but taking them off you know to taking them off to to increase your strength um might might be beneficial Right. And, uh, you know, it's, I usually, I, I alternate with, with them. So I'll, some days I'll, I'll take, I'll take them off just to do some, some stretching and some, uh, you know, some resistance bands. And some days I'll, yep. I'll wear them and, and do, you know, just walk around the neighborhood and do that and do pushups and setups. And I'm very, you know, I try to stay, I try to stay going, you know, stay moving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there are some days where, you know, it's either raining or where I just stay in the house because I figured, okay, I was out a majority of the week, so it's no big deal. But um, it's really important for us to to stay mobile um, because, you know, doctors and physical therapists can really make a difference, but it's up to us to keep to keep putting that work in and only we know our bodies individually. This goes back to what I said before when I said that two people could have the same disability, but their experiences could vary. It's up to us as individuals because we know our bodies better than anyone to keep that work going and to push ourselves even further, to go further beyond our, our abilities because it's it's in there. You couldn't have said you couldn't have said that more right, my friend um well is there like any any words of positivity or advice you can leave our listeners as far as uh that them pursuing their their goals and their dreams and overcoming their own obstacles i mean really it all depends on your perspective as far as how you want to go about something uh how you you receive and give information back um I just want to touch on neurodiversity for a second because we're hearing a lot of talk about uh, um, DEI. There's a lot of controversy over DEI right now, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think a really big part that's missing from diversity, equity, and inclusion is neurodiversity. Um, Not just people with invisible disabilities that affect their brains directly, but how we think, how we relay information, how our perspectives shape our views, shape how we solve problems, 
shape how ideas are formed. When you consider when you consider that, then that opens the door to a whole new understanding of what diversity actually is. Like it isn't something you can always see. It's invisible, but it's impactful. Right, and uh, you know, uh, as long as it, like you said, as long as it, it gives an impact and it, portray, it brings up the message, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be to keep putting yourself out there and to educate as much as possible. Um, I know there's still a stigma surrounding disability, unfortunately, despite having the ADA for 33 years now, but don't let that stigma um, stop you from unveiling who you are and from teaching others in, in your community with different disabilities or your able-bodied uh, your able-bodied partners don't stop that from from showing them who you really are um, and just continue to educate yourselves educate your communities and you know you'll figure out a path to your goal um, because people like to say you should do this 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 and this and there's a ton of self-help out there but your perspective and your views are what matters and that's all that's ultimately what's going to create your path toward your your goal whatever it is oh well, th thank you zach that was pretty that was pretty insightful and i th i thank you for your time and your expertise and uh for a wonderful conversation today thank you and i want to again thank your colleague nicole for bringing us together so if you're listening thank you nicole oh yeah and uh, she she'll definitely um she'll definitely listen and she's a wonderful human being and she's yeah. always out there for everybody. Yeah, she's got a great spirit to her. She really does. I you know we need more of her in this world. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, my friend, my friend, thank thank you so much. Thank you, and I look forward to talking with you again. And you guys, if you want to listen to this podcast, you can go on. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and every other major podcasting outlet out there. Um, as always, until the next episode, and take care, you guys. Be safe and have a good one.